Welcome to the Generous Business Owner Podcast, where business owners gain inspiration and encouragement to live a legacy, not just leave one. And now your hosts, Jeff Thomas, Alan Barnhart, and Jeff Rutt. Welcome, everybody. This is Jeff Thomas. I've got my co-host, Jeff Rutt, uh, with me today. Say hi, Jeff. Hey, hey, Jeff. Good to be here. Hey, we've got a special, special guest today, Lance Wood, who spent Woo. an entire career. Lance, welcome. Give it the wahoo again. Thank you. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, double wahoo with uh, Jeff Rudd. I mean, if you never thought you would have heard a tax partner give you a wahoo, you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you just got one. So uh, we're already off to a great start. We have a special treat for you today. Lance Wood is with us. He spent an entire career in public accounting. Lance started at Arthur Anderson, moved the business to Pricewaterhouse, became a partner there, had a full career there, retired and tried to find something meaningful to do, and landed at the National Christian Foundation, where Jeff Rutt and myself have, uh, have done quite a bit of business. And so anyway, there's a lot to cover. So once again, welcome, Lance. Thank you. Welcome, Lance. Uh, let me kick it over to Jeff Rutt for uh, some opening questions. Thanks, Jeff. Lance, so good to have you on the podcast. For just give our listeners a little bit of background on yourself. What was it like growing up? Tell us a little about your family and, yeah, a little bit of background. Yeah, great, great life. Grew up in Orange County, California. What could be better than that? It beats the heck out of a dairy farm in Pennsylvania oh, yeah. <laughs> and wherever the heck Jeff Thomas is. There's uh, there's beaches and beautiful people and lots of money. And that was fun. Went to uh, Newport Harbor High School and Orange Coast College and became a Christian early. Uh, father, business guy and Christian mom, sold out Christian. And then I went to UC Berkeley for business school. And that was my farthest time away from God, predictably, but ultimately landed back in Orange County in uh, after business school and uh, got a master's in tax and wound up with a firm called Arthur Anderson. Yeah. So tell us about those early years in your marriage. What was that like? Yeah. Oh, you know, and and this is great. So, so we did premarital counseling and the pastor said to us at the end, Hey, you know, each other really well, but Lance, you're 96% dominant and Jeannie, you're 40, you know, you're, you're 94% dominant. You guys are going to have a, a lot of huge fights. So that was true, but we made it through. But one of the first ones was when my wife and I got together and she said, uh, I said, well, how much are we going to give? And she said, 10%. And I said, 10%, that's a lot. You know, I've always been giving, giving growing up and why 10%? And she said, cause that's what the Bible says. So I'm a tax guy, right? I went to the Bible looking for loopholes, right? Looking for <laughs> loopholes and I couldn't get there. And, and what the Bible said is give 10% and I'm going to bless you. But the 10% is gone and the blessings weren't really that quantifiable. And so I here's what finally did it for me. I figured that if I was worth anything in business, I would make raises of at least 10% a year. And that if I would just live on last year's salary, for the rest of my life, I could be in, in compliance with God's plan for me. And so I did it. And I said, okay, we're given 10%. And it, it was one of the best decisions in my life. And one of our first fights, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Wow. What a beginning. What a great foundation, though. Yes, God is good. 
And so, all right. So now, obviously, now you're kind of the area director for National Christian Foundation, but you had this whole career in tax. And obviously, sort of target market for this podcast is generous business owners or business owners who want to become generous. And so we have them all across the spectrum. Somebody's just riding in their car right now going, you know, you know, I've got some tax guys. They're not talking to me about generosity. I mean, is that something that came up in your normal, your regular career as a tax person? Or did that kind of come later? Or was that more just part of your personal life? You know, that's a great question. God, God worked on me, right? First of all, accountants don't have very big hearts, right? I mean, <laughs> at least I don't. And, Speak for yourself. And, okay, and, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Okay, I'm a recovering and, CPA, and, all right? As, as, I, as I opened my hands a little bit and said, God, I'm going to trust you with that, he yeah. truly did bless me. And, you know, here's one for you. That, that there was a time as, as generosity started to become part of what I was, and it is fun to give stuff. I mean, that, that's just yeah. fun. But there was a time later on when I was asked to do the ask at a charity event. Mm. And I didn't want to do the ask. Who wants to ask people for money, right? That's not who I am. I'll get people there, but somebody else asked them for the money. And the whole rest of the board voted that I would be the guy that does the ask, right? Yeah. And, so, awesome. and so they said, pray about it. I said, no. They said, pray about it, Lance. I said, fine, I'll pray about it. And God, God said, say yes, right? So now we're getting close to the event. I say yes. And I go, God, this was your idea for me to do this ask. This was not my idea. This was your idea. Tell me what to say. And God said, give me your heart. I want your heart. And I said, that's the answer to a different question, right? What do you mean, I want your heart? He says, it's not about the money, Lance. I want your heart. Wow. Wow. I said, what does that even mean, God? I want your heart. And I really felt clearly, he said, I want you to love those people in the organization. It, has to be, it happens to be an organization that Jeff is associated with, Hope International. I want you to love those people on the other side of the world the way I love them. And I thought, I can't, I'm not that smart, but th- that has huge implications, right? I mean, I had a life. It was planned out. It is good. I like my life. This could mess up my life if I love those people like God loves those people. And and God would not let go of it. And he wouldn't tell me what to say at this ask. And it was getting closer. And finally, I just said, okay, I'm going to give it my best shot. And I'm going to give you my heart, not just my money, but my heart. And that's, that's when my life really changed. So that okay, would be my- So I'm picking up on these clues, right? Yeah. We, got the, uh, we got the tax accountant yeah. whose wife convinces him to tithe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then somebody on the board asked you to do the ask. All right. Yeah. Now, Annette, I see a little trend coming. And then I, one of the things I didn't say in your bio is I, if, if I'm not mistaken, you have three natural children and two adopted children from yeah. Ethiopia. So you got to work. God is clearly clear. And, you know, this is a terrible California analogy, but he is definitely plowing some snow in front of you. Okay. Uh, that, that's what that, that one's for Jeff Wright. I mean, he's the only most, one around here. That mostly after. through Jeannie, my wife, who's smarter and has a bigger heart than I do. But so tell us that God. story. Are you willing to share that story? How did you oh end up? Oh my gosh. Here, I'll, st- I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll share a story. This All is, right. So I'm dating her. I'm this college guy from Berkeley that has been raised as a Christian. She is a, 
sold out Christian that went to Westmont College, which is kind of like Berkeley, but it's just a little further south. But no, that's not true. It, it's a sold out Christian school. Yeah. And we're on the beach dating and we're, we, we're doing this thing high card, right? Where I don't know, it, we're, we're kind of getting more serious, but it's like, if we were ever to go further in this relationship, what would our lives be like? And like, I get the high card and I say, we'll have a, we'll have a house overlooking the ocean. And then she'd get the high card and she'd go, well, we'll, we'll own five cows or goats. And then I get the high card. I'm going to drive a red sports car and she get the high card and she go, we're going to adopt kids from Africa. And when she said that, the way she remembers it is I said, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so we get oh, to yeah, the end of this day. Yeah, so yeah, she yeah got, that was she, so well. So we got. get to the end of the date. We get to the end of the date and she dumps me. She goes, you know what? This guy is not anywhere. You know, he's got no substance. He's a materialistic, selfish person. It's over. But we were dance partners and we were competing in dance. And so we kept dancing together. And I kept thinking to myself, I'm really not that happy. And she's really beautiful and she is smart. And maybe God really is true. And so I stopped everything and I thought about all of it. Is there a God? Was Jesus a historical person? And was Jesus truly the unique son of God? And the answer to all that was yes. And I thought, yeah, but I still don't want to give God control of my life. But finally, I did. I said, all right, it's all true. I give up. And then later, I figured out that that means we're not like apart anymore. I can date this gal again, although it wasn't the primary motivation of the thought process. But anyway, we wind up back together. We get married. We have three kids. Life is great. We're moving on. And she says, okay, it's time to adopt from Africa. And I said, what do you mean it's time to adopt from Africa? And she said, we have a contract. <laughs> I go, that was like, isn't there a time statute on something like this? That was like three years ago. So anyway, that's how it happened. And wow. there's always a dragger and a draggy in adoption. She was the dragger. I was the draggy. But God was in all of it. And it's just been an immense blessing to our family and to, it's just been immense. Well, that's just an awesome story. And of course, that could be its, its own podcast right there, that, that whole backstory. <laughs> oh, now, Jeff, can I just jump yeah, in? Yeah, jump in. If you, if you haven't read Lance's book, 483, Lance talked about his journey in adoption, and it's such a beautiful story, along with the efficiencies that he talks about and the, the mix, his beautiful heart and the accounting mastermind that he has and the, the, the way the impact happens to the most vulnerable around the world. So if you haven't read Lance Wood's book, 483, pick up a copy. Great, yeah, I'm not great selling the book, but that. let me just give you two seconds of what it is. So one of the things, got, so I was, I was at Anderson when Anderson collapsed. I was a partner there and I was 42 years old and my life plan said I was going to be in ministry at age 50. And it was like, okay, maybe this is a sign from God, right? I got a bunch of money and I got a house and, you know, maybe I'm supposed to be in ministry. And God said two things to me at that point. Number one, I felt like he said, I made you for business, stay in business. And he also said, go to PwC, which was actually quite humorous because I didn't have an offer from PwC. I had offers from the other ones. But anyway, I made it to PwC. But he also said, stop being irresponsible with my money. I gave you a business mind. Use your business mind. Don't just give to the last person you asked me who asked you. Give where your business mind says is the highest and best use of my money. And so that changed everything for me. I landed at PwC, but it started me on this quest of trying to find 
high impact giving opportunities. And because I'm an accountant, I made a spreadsheet and it had you know a bunch of factors and I weighted them. And at the end of the day, it came down to, I want, this is something Jeannie said to me. She goes, I got all excited about microfinance, right? Because it's a way to help people pull themselves out of poverty. And Jeannie says to me, so Lance, what good is it if we help these people pull themselves out of poverty and it's super efficient and then they go to an eternity in hell? I said, well, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe we should focus on Christ-centered microfinance. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, all of that led to this book that Jeff is talking about. Because the beautiful thing about Christ-centered microfinance that nobody talks about is that when these parents pull themselves out of poverty and that you don't, you know, you don't give them anything. They just get an opportunity and they pull themselves out of poverty. But when they do that, the first thing they do, this is statistically proven. They spend the money on their kids, and, and it's the most efficient way to help kids because it costs nothing. It doesn't cost nothing. It costs something for parents to pull themselves out of poverty, but then you divide it by all the kids they have, and the kids' lives are changed. So anyway, the title of the book is $4.83, The Cost to Impact the Life of a Child for a Year, Maybe Forever, and I calculated the numbers. It's $4.83. It's a real number, and it changes a kid's life. So that was kind of the end not the end, but a part of the story around Lance, use your mind to figure out giving. Don't just give, you know, to the last guy that asks. Well, I think that is an amazing principle. Just so you're thinking about it at the end of the, at the end of the show, we're going to ask you for like one tip, but I think that, uh, that might be a contender. Uh, There's this theme where we see these really highly effective business owners who are able to use their skills, God, I should say, uses their skills he's given them in business also to help other people. Sometimes it's just generating more profits to give and let others maybe determine a lot of where that goes. Other times it's those skills in particular. So I love that translation of your skills. So how have you been able to use those skills maybe to help other people? Maybe that's during your PwC career. Maybe that's, maybe it's time to talk about the transition to NCF, uh, how do you think about helping business owners uh, with generosity? Yeah, well, I got another story about me as I was just reflecting on this podcast. Um, so I'm going along. Giving has been fun for me, right? And I made, you know, I made a good amount of money as a partner in public accounting. And but something that bothered me, I because I'm a numbers guy, right? I have a spreadsheet. It's my net worth spreadsheet. And Jeannie hates it when I say that because it is my financial net worth spreadsheet. And every year I update it. It's got a number in the bottom right hand corner. And as I would give money in my mind, I would say, God, that's kind of a bummer. I just took stuff off of the spreadsheet in my bottom right hand corner and it went nowhere. And then I thought, you know, these are my treasures on earth. I wonder if there's a way to capture treasures in heaven. And I thought, I'm going to add another line on the bottom of my spreadsheet. And I did it, and it changed the way I think about things. There's a line on the bottom of my spreadsheet that's called treasures in heaven. I thought, what would be the best way to quantify that? And I thought, that would be my cumulative giving. And like I did this like five years ago, so I just I just made a guess, right? I, I, I made yeah. a guess of all my giving up till then, and then every year since then, I, I, yeah, this is because I'm an accountant. I roll it forward, the number forward from for inflation, and then I add the current year's giving, 
And I have a number called treasures in heaven on the bottom. It just makes me feel better about my giving. And it captures it. And it makes me like think we got this. I mean, like God was going to forget how much I got. But yeah. but it just awesome. is a technique that maybe it helps who uh, some of your listeners because yeah. it makes it real. And because I'm a metrics guy and there's now a metric that I'm striving for. And it's to make that number as big as possible. It just doesn't go away when I give it. It goes on in my spreadsheet as treasures in heaven. And I, and I think that's very biblically consistent that God calls us to store up treasures in heaven. And now you can see it. And so I don't, awesome. I don't even know how I answered your question there. Well, no. if, if, I can just, yeah. if I could just thread in there, just knowing you and your heart, Lance. And I think if, uh, for our listeners out there, whether you're walking on a treadmill or, or walking on the road, just uh, listen to this podcast. It's, it's, it, it starts with, what is it, First Samuel 15 somewhere, you know, to obey is better than sacrifice. Mm. When God got a hold of your heart, yes. probably at different levels, different times, but he truly has a hold of your heart. And yeah. then this is, this is a, uh, an outpouring of that, and, mm. and it's the way it you know, comes to, to fruition, and it, the way it's measured, but it all started and it all starts, and the foundation of it is in your heart. And then this is the fun part is just watching it happen. Yeah. Well, so yeah. I'm taking that suggestion. I've got the same spreadsheet. I'm adding it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I knew you did. Uh, I'm gonna, now I'm going to be up till midnight trying to recreate the number. And uh, I'm adding the tab. And then, uh, you know, the thing I was thinking about, I did a, you know, uh, a little devotional for the company today. We were talking about... Uh, Psalm 90:12. It's a classic. Teach us to number our days that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. And, and we were just talking about you can't live in two worlds. You have yes. to pick one world to live in. You can yes. live in the kingdom of God or this world. And I, you know, I, I think that spreadsheet that us recovering accountants uh, want to do, <laughs> that's that's my worldly, uh, you know, what I've got in this world to steward. Yep. But the stuff that gets sent ahead, you know, as they say, you can't take it with you. As Randy Alcorn said, but you can you can send it ahead. Yeah, and, and I like that send it ahead spreadsheet because yes. that's that's the spreadsheet that's actually living in the in the kingdom world, and you do get the benefit of that. That's a whole other podcast, but that is you can send it ahead, and uh, yes. you know hopefully our home over there is a lot better than the one down here. So anyway, that's awesome. So the question I was kind of leading to was: This is great about your your giving journey and and how God's worked on you about these things. I think these are great tips because I'm sure a lot of business owners do keep track of these kind of numbers and, and that sort of thing and how God's transformed you. So, but I know at NCF, there's, you know, there's a lot of National Christian Foundation. There's a lot of work with business owners and illiquid gifts and all of these kind of things that we've all been involved in. You, you want to talk about that transition from PwC to NCF, maybe how that happened yeah. and then maybe how you're serving business owners? Yeah, so the deal with uh, public accounting, at least at PwC, is that you're out the June 30th. If you're a partner, the June 30th after your 60th birthday, you're on the streets. And the good news is they, they pay you forever not to compete. But the bad news is, you, to me, that stuff is really fun. I love saving taxes. I love working with people. And I just, it was a total God thing that I landed at NCF. I think generosity mo has moved me towards Jesus. And when you combine helping generous people to move towards Jesus with saving taxes and being smart about the way people are generous, 
it just is my perfect world. I'm just, I'm just so excited about it. And I guess I would say, somebody said, I think Jeff, you said, do your living while you're given. I mean, do your giving while you're living. But here's the numbers guy in me. If you die and you give a dollar to charity from your estate, it costs you a dollar and the charity gets a dollar. If you give while you're alive and in your California, you know, other places are a little different, but if you're in the 50% tax bracket, you give $2, you get a dollar tax refund. You netted to give a dollar and the charity got $2. But if you give through giving an appreciated asset, like stock in your company or uh, Amazon stock or commercial real estate that's appreciated, if you give an appreciated asset, your family and you part with $1 and the charity gets somewhere between three and five bucks. It is just absolutely the most tax efficient way to give. And there are so many people, including me, for a big part of my life that are just giving cash, right? Because it's the easy thing to do and nobody told you. But the fact is that there is a better way to do this. And there are tons of generous Christians out there right now who have appreciated assets and they're giving cash, not the appreciated assets. And there's a ton of different ways to do it. But the benefit is you get a tax deduction for the full fair market value and no one ever has to pay tax on the gain. And so when you combine those things together, it's really powerful. And that's one of my new missions in life to get that message out there in the end to get more money to the kingdom of God and to do more good things. So, Lance, I just wish you were a little bit more passionate about this subject. <laughs> like it's kind of, it seems like you're not really excited about it. Um, no, just kidding. By the way, yeah, the do you're living while you're given uh, so you're knowing where it's going didn't come from me. I've repeated it probably more than anyone in the universe. Uh, but it, it uh, I think, probably originated with somebody long before me. And I, so I don't want to take I, I that. Think it's Ron, I think it's Ron Blue. I think yeah, well, I, I think, heard that that was Ron Blue. Yeah, I think, he, I think he takes credit for it. And there's a lot of people that have re- repeated it. But it's true. <laughs> the other thing that's true is, and it's so true in your life, Lance, is the excitement, the invigoration of being involved with something uh, after, after, your, after your career. It's is so healthy. Yeah. And yeah. I just read, I'm in the middle of reading a, a book right now called uh, Keep Sharp by Dr. Mm-hmm. Sanya Gupta. He's a neurosurgeon and he was talking about, you know, folks that retire, for every year they retire, their propensity, their probability of some kind of cognitive decline goes up 3%. Every year, huh. they're not engaged in something. So if you're sitting yeah. on that beach having margaritas, yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe somebody can be engaged in that, but it's probably not the same as we can tell you're passionate. I'm sure our listeners, there's listeners that are in similar stages in their career or thinking about shifting to something. It's so exciting to see you mobilizing assets and you know uh, just valuable time and treasure for the kingdom in such a passionate way. And, and it's helping you be healthier. In the but, yeah, but honestly, what, what could really be more fun? Well, I mean, really, to, I mean, God, exactly. in, in Ephesians, it says he laid the plan out in advance that we might walk in it, right? Yeah. And what could be better than, here? here's another one, and I, you know, edit this out if we need to, but probably five years ago, somebody said, you know, I aggressively look for sin in my life and push it out, right? I thought, man, I don't do that. I just kind of tolerate some sin in the edges of my life. But it's been right. 
look for sin in my life and push it out because God has something so much better. It's just more fun. It's just better and more fun. And so thank you for that, Jeff. But it's true. Following God has got to be the biggest, best adventure in the world. Of course it is. He made us. Yes. Just following yes. him has got to be the best adventure. Yeah. So much, so much joy there. You know, one of the one of the reasons we're Lance that we're doing this podcast is as Jeff said, somebody's on the treadmill, somebody, you know, it wants to be more generous or go to the next level in their generosity as a business owner. And, you know, the reason we did this is we we just really wanted to tell stories from other people that are trying to do this. And we just don't think there's enough of these stories being told. There, there's plenty of piling it up. There's plenty of those stories of watching pile it up, but we know that doesn't lead to real joy in yeah. life. So, you know, with their new job or even in your old job, being around generous people, have you seen a change in other people that you've watched to do this? You know, maybe do you have a story or two you could share that you, you've watched people transform with their generosity? Yeah, yeah, I do. I. I have a recent one. I was with some business owners and they were being encouraged by other Christians that were business owners to give a little portion of their stock in their business, which they had never done before. They never even thought about it before. It's an illiquid asset, right? It's just stock in a business. They intend to keep it for a long time. And, and these guys, they wound up giving a little and they gave it with, you know, non-voting shares and, but it blessed them. It, it was opening hands and it just, I, here's what I would say. This is for myself. I, I think this was in a Randy Alcorn book, maybe. He said, you know, it's possible that we will get to heaven and say, I gave too much, right? Or during this lifetime, it's possible that we will say, I gave too much. I shouldn't have done that. But the probability of that being the case versus get to the end of your life and you're in front of God and say, I didn't give enough. The probability of that is like one in a million that I'm going to say I gave too much. And so I'm, I'm in a stage in my life where I want to I push the envelope back the other way. And I'm getting up energy to push harder than I have before. So I, I encourage other people to think that way. In the end, we're not going to take it with it. I haven't. Jeannie, who's logical and whom I love and have respect and, and have to love, says, you know, Lance, I think this generosity stuff is great, but I would really prefer not to be penniless and living in the gutter between now and the end. So, and that makes good, that makes a lot of sense, right? I have a responsibility as a husband and a father to be a provider, yes, but have I kind of gotten carried away with that? And do we have more than we need in any kind of rational scenario? Probably yes. And so that's that's what I need to tackle next. Well, I, I think you bring up that as a super important topic, this 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 topic of marital harmony yes. uh, around how much to give, you know, in the wealth management business, we run into this all the time. We, we've run into a lot of situations where husbands and wives are not on the same page. And that is a very dangerous situation. So you want to unpack that a little more? How, yeah. do you, how do you work on getting in unity around how much to give? I think God made us different for a reason, right? I'm stupid and I can be impulsive. And she's more conservative and, and I need to honor her. And frankly, we found through our 36 years of marriage 
that when we can both get on the same page about something, we make really good decisions. And so I, I believe that. And I believe my responsibility as a husband is to love her well and like Christ loves the church and that I need to hear her and she has valuable things to say and we're going to tackle this. But I also believe, Jeff, personally, that giving more money, in fact, giving virtually any money to my kids takes a lot away from them. And so we have to work to, to something that's right for everybody. And well, I love what you the, said there. Get on the same page. We make very good decisions together. What that what that says is you've done this before. I, I, I like seriously. I mean, just yeah. having the discussion and and being yeah. humble enough to accept the feedback that might not be exactly the same as what you think. Yeah, you know that's not that easy to do. But let's pivot to that real quick. What have you decided? And this is obviously not a one size fits all discussion. But probably the number one question we get from clients is, how much should I give my kids? Or how much shouldn't I give my kids? Where have you yeah, come down on that? that so the way that I can answer that is by parameters right now. We haven't decided completely, but we're in that process. And I know that it's something. And I know that it's not everything. <laughs> and it's narrowing down from there. And I, I would say, you can tell from the discussion, I would say it's something less, like some money for a down payment on a house and help them through their education. And that's it. My wife would say, well, wait, maybe we have some legacy assets that we should keep in the family and give to them. And so we're going to narrow that down. And I'm hoping that we land at, at less. And she's probably hoping we end at more. But in any event, there's more than what we have that's going to go to them. And I need to that's another thing that I need to do and haven't, and I think many in my situation haven't, and that is get this stuff written down in a trust, in a will, and so that if I get hit by a bus, it doesn't just, you know, go, you know, right now we used to have little kids and it just said, you know, it goes into trust and it's for them. Well, now they're not all little anymore and they don't need all of our money. So yeah. I need, I personally, me and Jeannie need to take the next step and move forward towards what Jesus is calling us to do with his wealth. Yeah. You know, one of the things, Jeff, that we've done through the years, and, and our, Sue and I are a little bit further in life than, than you two guys are. Our kids are now 30, 33, and 36. And when they were 9, 12, and 15, uh, we started setting aside just little bits of resources to say, this is yours to give. Mm. Um, now, yeah, it was fun to watch. Uh, of course they knew to make dad happy. They just gave it all to Hope International, but, <laughs> but no, there was, there was serious, there was, they, they evaluated, you know, charities, they looked at all the different components, but what we've noticed through the years is as we've kind of let out more leash, if you will, as they've grown older and more and matured more in a different stage in life is God will you and every every listener of this podcast is going to be at a different place on this but i do believe going in that direction as as you you know that next that next gen matures there's god reveals what kind of resources can be entrusted to that next generation and you kind of see your those personalities developing and how they give how they start giving and a lot of it is it's just caught there lance you know you're they're going to catch your enthusiasm for giving and your vision for 
serving as, you know, they'll probably have a book that's 383 instead of 483. <laughs> yeah, most of them are smarter than I am. They'll figure it out. <laughs> no, I mean, the thing we talk about, I love that you're wrestling with your finish line, you know, and that's just not a, yeah. that's not a, that's not a term that the world uses much. I mean, finish line, what do you, what do you mean? How much is enough for me? Well, a little more. I mean, that's what society yeah. tells us. So, yes. you know, you set your own finish line and then, okay, well then how much is enough? Just like Jeff's talking about determining what that number is. You love them all equally, but you're allowed to treat them all differently based on their unique gifts and whatever their situation is. And then what do you do with the rest? So you're, you're, you're struggling with those three key questions that we always ask people and they're not formulaic. They're different for everybody, but it, but I think it really takes God in that discussion with your spouse and even with your kids to and a lot get of that prayer. answer right and a lot yeah. of prayer. So anyway, I, I just love that you brought that up as a topic. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, Lance, we can't thank you enough for being on the podcast. The, the one question we always try to ask at the end is maybe it's something you thought of earlier. Maybe it's something that came to you while we were recording here, or maybe it's just coming to you now. But if you just had one sort of real practical tip for a, a business owner, you know, walking the dog around the block right now, some way to get started or some little practical thing, what, what would that, what might that be? Yeah, I think it just is just because I'm a tax guy, you've got to figure out how to give appreciated asset. It's just a way to get more money in the hands of the kingdom by costing your family nothing extra. So spend a little time and try to figure that out. I couldn't agree more. We see it in the statistics that very few people really know that and certainly have done that. So I think uh, that's a great tip. Look at your appreciated assets for giving and, and multiply your giving dollar. So Lance, thanks a lot for uh, being with us. It's been a real pleasure. And we'll see everybody next time Lance, on the Generous Business Owner podcast. podcast. Lance, if I could just say one more thing, we need to have you back on to because we missed like 10 stories. We need to get right <laughs> on here. We got 10 more stories to share. Woo! There right. we go. Yay! All thanks, right. Lance. Nice to you. See Thank you, Jeff Rudd Take as care, well. guys. That was fun. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Generous Business Owner Podcast with Jeff Thomas, Alan Barnhart, and Jeff Rutt. Make sure to follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode. You can find the guest contact information in the show notes. Stay tuned for the next episode.